Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Regarding the border, you know, talk about the American people not being listened to. They are crying out to the Biden administration to secure the border. This is not a Republican issue. It's an issue for every single person, and everybody knows it. We know the stories of children being poisoned by fentanyl and cities being overwhelmed by migrant surges. We know House Republicans have shown that we are listening to and, and, and holding the administration accountable for this catastrophe. We're listening to the people. We're taking action to hold Biden accountable. Last night, the House voted to approve articles of impeachment against Secretary Mayorkas. Desperate times call for desperate measures. We had to do that. He has abdicated his responsibility, he's breached the public trust, and he's disregarded the laws Congress has passed. But, but much more has to be done, of course, to secure the border. And what the Senate produced this week is silent on that issue. Senator McConnell and I have spoken about this in frank sessions, and let me be clear here again this morning. The Republican-led House will not be jammed or forced into passing a foreign aid bill that was opposed by most Republican senators and does nothing to secure our own border. It's time for Washington to start showing some love to Americans. On Valentine's Day, this is a good day to point this out. You need to listen to the American people and their needs and take action. And that's why House leadership will continue to govern with Americans' interests at heart. The question is, does that leadership involve this impeachment? I'm not opposed to it. I would only have asked the following question. What is the value that is provided by doing so? Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Find everything going on at TonyKatz.com. It's it's not your radio. It's a cold. Oh, brutal. Brutal. I'm, I'm trying to figure out ways to... I, I have had more colds in the past year than in my life. What am I doing wrong? And I'm like, is it allergies? And you're like, well, you know, the problem is vaccine. COVID vaccine, look what it's done to you. I ain't got none of that mRNA stuff in me, so... I don't think that's it, but something's going on, and I got to I gotta be more proactive in protecting the pipes, baby, because this is how daddy gets paid. So yeah, it's not your radio. It's just me. The question is, does the impeachment get you somewhere? Impeachment is a political move, and so when you're engaged in it, you have to ask, does it get you somewhere? You don't have to worry about things that are said by people like uh, Congressman Jamie Raskin. What exactly did they do? Uh, Well, they cheapened the meaning of uh, impeachment. Um, They continued to shred the Constitution. Um, And I I think they made themselves look very foolish, as even the Senate Republicans are conceding this morning, the ones you bump into or talk to. Um, You know, the the impeachment is an extraordinary remedy for a president or another high official who engages in treason, bribery, or high crimes and misdemeanors against the republic. It's not uh, a tool for trying to settle policy differences. The irony, of course, is that uh, there was a bipartisan compromise settling the the, uh, partisan policy differences and actually making real progress on immigration and the border. Jamie Raskin is not a voice that one should be trusting. 
a guy who was an impeachment manager regarding Trump, impeaching Trump the first time around is so ridiculous for a phone call. You people were crazy. And now you're going to tell us about when these things can be used? So there is a conversation about whether or not we agree with the concept of the fight. I do. And I do not think that makes me a populist. I think it is actually a very smart conservative message. One should not engage willy-nilly into things like impeachment. One should let others know that they can't abuse you and you'll do nothing. The days of Bill Crystal are over. But populism is still not the answer. It's not the answer and it never will be. Smart policy, policy that creates the maximum amount of liberty, which is about the people and not a person, that's always the answer. In the state of Idaho, ah, oh, this is a butte. They have passed legislation that would ban public contracts for companies that discriminate against the gun industry. It's Senate Bill 1291. It, it amends the Idaho Code to prohibit contracts with companies boycotting certain sectors and declaring an emergency and providing an effective date. What does all of that mean? The legislation prohibits public contracts, meaning government contracts, one would assume, with individuals or companies that are boycotting those that engage in or support the manufacture, distribution, sale, or use of firearms and would require companies that contract with the state to disclose if their policies discriminate against the firearms industry. Now, one could make an argument that legislation like this would be preventing someone from engaging in their free speech rights. If I provide widgets, I don't know, I'm in the widget business. You know me, you, I could be in the widget business. Are you questioning whether or not I can make a widget? I can make a widget. I'm like Jerry Seinfeld's father. You think I've never driven a Cadillac, Jerry? If I'm in the widget business, that doesn't uh, make a statement about whether or not I have the right to be opposed to X, Y, or Z. If you're telling me I'm not allowed to say certain things to have government contracts... Well, then you're saying to me that I don't have my free speech. One could equally argue, well, Tony, we require things to work with uh, the government all over the place. They've got all sorts of rules and regulations and this and that and the other. This is a problem. You won't get me to disagree. The free speech conversation, I think, is a little bit lessened if you're going to say, hey, we work with the government, but we oppose a tenant of government, which is the right of the people to keep and bear arms as per the Second Amendment of the United States Constitution. So if you're a company that has an opposition to the rights of American citizens, well then no, we can't work with you because we can't work with somebody who doesn't start de facto with protecting the rights of the citizenry or works uh, proactively against it. I think that there's an argument there. The free speech argument is taken away by the idea that you're not engaged in free speech, you're engaged in the taking away of rights. You can say, I think we should have legislation about this, that, and the other. But the company might be something different. 
I go back the other way and I say, is this a whole Citizens United thing all over again? Doesn't the company have the right to have a voice? And who is the government to tell me whether or not I can have this voice? I think it's fascinating. This is a fascinating bit of legislation because I don't know whether or not this is constitutional. I'm not so sure that you can tell somebody you contract with, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do the other. That's different than whether the government has to award the contract. See the difference there? I don't think you can make the statement. You can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do the other. I think you just, if they do X, Y, or Z, you don't give them the contract. That's that's the way it's supposed to go. I mean, it's the same thing with the whole decorating of a cake. I won't decorate a cake for a same-sex marriage. Why in the world would you come to me to have your cake decorated for a same-sex marriage? You only want to destroy me. It's a personal attack. You're a vicious, awful person. But why in the world would I want a cake from somebody who doesn't want to celebrate my marriage? How come the how come the people who want the cake decorated never ask that? Is this the person I want decorating my cake? I I wouldn't trust them to decorate the cake. Lord only knows what kind of Fight Club stuff is going to go into decorating that cake. But the idea that you would force them to do it. That's what's so evil. And that's what makes Colorado such an absolutely terrible place when it comes to these kinds of pieces of legislation. This Idaho thing is fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Because I have to assume that if it passes, this is going to the Supreme Court. But... Is a piece of legislation like that actually populism? I don't think so. I think it is about a a confirmation that the citizens do have the right to keep and bear arms, and as a government, we're not going to bring people in who work proactively against the Constitution. That would be my that would be my argument. I have no idea if it would work. So Mike Johnson is letting you know that they're not going to move on anything regarding uh, the, the funding for Ukraine and Israel until we have a border deal. Mike Johnson it now has to deal with the impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas and figure out how to make it work for Republicans. How does it get you more votes? How does it raise you more money? How does it create you more opportunity? That's what they have to do now. Because these things don't exist in in a, in a vacuum. How do they get you more votes? And this, on the heels of the special election, the seat that was held by George Santos until he was removed, and I always knew he was going to be removed. But you know the point that you know he was never actually convicted of anything. That's you remove a guy before conviction. I think there is an argument there. that We, we should be clear uh, about that. So the Republican is out. There's a special election. The Democrat wins. Former congressman in that area. 
he wins razor-thin margin. So Republicans lose again. So that's why I take a look at the impeachment of Mayorkas and say, does this get you votes? Does this help you win in the future? Nikki Haley is having this conversation. Will be a female president of the United States. The hard truth is it will either be me or it will be Kamala Harris. If you look at any of those general election polls, Trump loses to Biden. I defeat Biden. There was another Marquette poll that showed Wisconsin. I defeat Biden by 15 points. Trump can't defeat Biden. But even look at what happened last week. Trump loses the court case on immunity. They lose the bill on on Mayorkas. They lose the bill on Israel. And you have the RNC chair lose her job. That's all losing because Trump had his fingerprints on all of it. He lost in 2018. He lost in 2020. He lost in 2022. How many more times do we have to lose before we realize that he's actually the problem? And now you go and you look at what he did with the RNC yesterday. Now, when he tried to have the RNC name him the presumptive nominee and they wouldn't do it and he had to pull back, now he's going and changing out leadership so that it's somebody that he prefers and his daughter-in-law to co-chair. He's putting his campaign manager as the director. Are we going to let him just take over the party that's going to control the convention too? Hold up one second, Nikki Haley. That's a lot of Nikki Haley. Um. It was the convention, it was the RNC that said we should name Trump the presumptive nominee. And it was Trump who said, nope, don't do that. So that, don't spin that. That's nonsense. Um, winning matters. Winning matters. You have to win. The Republicans have not won in 2018, 2020, or 2022, and they didn't win the special election in 2024. What's happening? It isn't support for Biden. I have got a story here. 11 of 13 independent voters choose Trump over Biden. The New York Times did a focus group. Independent voters around the country, very scathing remarks for President Biden. This in a focus group. Well, with most admitted they're leaning toward Trump, despite their own derisive assessments of him. Yeah, he's disgusting and terrible, but he knows where he is. Basically, the argument made. It's fascinating. That's fascinating because Nikki Haley's point is, if you look at the numbers, she is the one who beats Biden in those national races. Not Trump, and that's true. But that doesn't seem to move people. As a matter of fact, who are these people filling out these polls? The last two polls in South Carolina, the CBS News poll, 1,004 likely voters, Trump 65, Haley 30. The Winthrop poll, 749 likely voters, Trump 65, Haley 29. That's a 36-point spread. Haley doesn't win her own state. How in the world is she winning nationally? Well, it's simple. People who don't get polled in a Republican primary that's been all Trump all the time have a very different view of Trump than people who are on the side of Trump. How do you get Trump over a finish line? Well, you engage smart policies that make people think that Republicans have got it on the ball. 
So when I take a look at the impeachment of Mayorkas, which I will admit I don't oppose, the question I would have asked is, how does it help us win? It's not that Mayorkas isn't terrible. He is. How does it help us win? A question that the Republicans don't ask. They don't focus on. How do we win the presidency? How do we win the House? How do we win the Senate? How do we win governor's races? How does it help the brand win with America? I swear to you, I have no faith that they had that conversation about the Mayorkas impeachment at all. And it's not going to go anywhere. They're going to have a quick trial, and Mayorkas is going to remain. Now, will they go after Biden? Well, that's a totally different conversation altogether. I'm Tony Katz. is taking it on the chin. This is... I don't even know how you make this mistake. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Find everything I do over at TonyKatz.com and become a supporter over there. I'd greatly appreciate it. Lyft, the ride-sharing service like, like Uber. So Lyft puts out its earnings and the shares started going through the roof. Lyft stated it would see margin expansion of 500 basis points, meaning 5% in 2024. So you're saying that Lyft, which has been having profitability issues, they're now all of a sudden going to be bringing in cash like it's their job? Holy cow! Now, misprint. The CFO, Aaron Brewer said the figure was incorrect, even though it was also on a slide deck that they were showing people. The increase will be 50 basis points. Half a percent. So the adjusted profit margin as a percentage of bookings is 2.1%, which is up from 1.6. And the CEO's like, ah, that, that's, on, that's on me. That was a bad error. Oopsie. Oopsie. That is, uh, that's brutal. Now you got to wonder who sold some stock in that moment. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you do. That's the kind of thing you would expect from a pump and dump on Reddit. All of a sudden, we're back to GameStop stuff. 500. That's nutty. Senator Marco Rubio out with a statement along with uh, the chairman of the Senate Intel Committee, Mark Warner. The Senate Intelligence Committee has the intelligence in question, meaning this uh, post from Representative uh, Mike Turner about uh, a a threat. He chairs the House Intelligence Committee and said, we have uh, this credible information about a, a threat, and we need Joe Biden to declassify it so we can work on it. The Senate Intelligence Committee has the intelligence intelligence in question and has been rigorously tracking this issue from the start. We continue to take this matter seriously and are discussing an appropriate response with the administration. In the meantime, we must be cautious about potentially disclosing sources and methods that may be key to preserving a range of options for U.S. actions. This is going to be the only story. Because Congressman Mike Turner just said to America and the world, be afraid, be very afraid.
This is Tony Katz today. Uh, potential use of white uh, phosphorus by Israel on a recent attack in Lebanon? I mean, we look at reports that happen in all conflict situations all around the world. That's part of what we do to ensure our own compliance with international obligations. But I can't confirm any particular formal review of uh, the kind that you're referring to. That's Jake Sullivan, National Security Advisor. It's kind of fascinating that... Biden's team still does have conversations speaking about, hey, just because this claim is made about Israel in its war with Hamas, this terrorist organization, doesn't make it true. You have John Kirby discussing Israel going to great lengths to not kill civilians. And then you've got President Biden saying that Israel is over the top. The mixed messaging is massive. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, good to be with you. Congressman Jim Banks joins me right now. He is from the Indiana 3rd District. That's the Fort Wayne area. Serves on the House Committee on Armed Services, Education and the Workforce, and the Select Committee on the Strategic Competition between the United States and the Chinese Communist Party. There's a series of things that I'd like to get to with you, sir. But the first, even though it has just come out, This statement from Congressman Mike Turner, chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, stating uh, that the committee has made available to all members information concerning a serious national security threat and that he is asking President Biden to declassify everything related to it so the administration, allies and others in Congress can have a conversation and figure out how to respond. Is there anything you know about this that you could share with us? Well, it, uh, first and foremost, it's classified. We've been invited to go into the SCIF and review it, which I'll be doing later today. Uh, I don't know more. I don't know more than that. I know uh, Chairman Turner, Chairman of the Intelligence Committee, uh, is um, on the front lines of reauthorizing FISA, and that's a debate that we're having in Congress. I believe FISA needs to be significantly reformed uh, to uh, prevent from. Uh, Those uh, laws being politicized in a way that they have over the last few years. But I I don't know yet what the what the classified information that they are making available to members of Congress is, because I haven't seen it yet, but I will later today. But being classified is hard to hard to talk about at this point. I believe the term that he utilized was to to declassify all the information. That's why I asked about it. But if if you have not yet seen it, you are going to be seeing it later today. That's right. Uh, we'll, we'll go see it later today. He's calling on the president to declassify it. And the president has the, the power to do that. Uh, Congress doesn't. So if President Biden declassifies it, then it can be made read, readily available to the public. Obviously, if, if Mike Turner, uh, the chairman of the Intelligence Committee, believes that this is something that's really significant that members of Congress should see that could guide our decision-making about issues related to FISA or national security, all members of Congress should make time today to go see it. So what he's making available is the classified information that you would have to go to a skip for, a specialized compartmented information uh, facility. These are the kinds of documents that Joe Biden had at his home in Delaware and no charges uh, being brought uh, against him. I will get uh, to that. But this does lead us to the impeachment of Alejandro Mayorkas. It took two uh, bites at 
at the Apple to get this done. 214 to 213 vote. The first cabinet member uh, to be impeached, I think, since the 1870s. Was this about Mayorkas or was this about we can't get to Biden? We can't get away with that one. So this will do. Well, the buck stops with Joe Biden. And I voted yesterday. I voted last week to impeach Mayorkas. He deserves to be impeached for high crimes and misdemeanors and aiding and abetting a foreign invasion of our country. But I do, I do agree, Tony, that it, for all the reasons that we're impeaching Mayorkas, we should be impeaching Joe Biden for those reasons, plus the corruption of his family, the abuse of his powers, using the FBI to cover up information about his son's crimes, um, all of the foreign entanglements that the Biden family has with the money that they've taken through Hunter and and his activities. So my my hope is that now we move into now that the Mayorkas impeachment is over, we move into the serious, the more serious matter, and that's impeaching Joe Biden, the most corrupt president we've ever had in American history. We all understand that this is not going to move forward in the Senate where the trial takes place. The Senate is not going to remove him. And you have people like Congressman Jamie Raskin saying that this is the shredding of the Constitution. Those were uh, his words. And uh, that uh, the, the Republicans are simply unserious when they bring about these kinds of moves. Is this political? Or is this is, is it your belief that the American people, independents, moderates, the suburban soccer mom, et cetera, see this as something that he should be held upon, uh, accountable for? Yeah, the, the, very, the very nature of, of all people, Jamie Raskin, making a claim like that when he was on the front lines of both of the Trump impeachments and the sham January 6th committee. I mean, the guy is a political clown. But put that aside, the open border at our southern border is the biggest issue affecting um, our nation today. And you have Joe Biden, Mayorkas, and this administration circumventing the rule of law, 10 million illegals invading our country, preventing the state of Texas from securing their own state border from this foreign invasion, drugs, crime, everything that's coming with it that will impact our country for a generation to come. So uh, the the seriousness of this issue and the, the fact that the House impeached Mayorkas, the trial in the Senate is mandatory. And this, I think this is a really important part of it, both for Mayorkas and when we move forward with impeaching Joe Biden, have the public hearing to present the facts in the United States Senate. And uh, I, there, there's going to be a lot of egg on the faces of those Democrats who voted to impeach Trump, but don't vote to impeach Mayorkas or even more importantly, Joe Biden in the future after that public trial makes all of these facts readily available to the public. I think that's the that's the really important part of it. The transparency of these hearings in the Senate are so important as we talk about how how we have to move forward to secure our country, secure our border and clean up the mess of the Biden administration. Allow me to push back just for a moment, sir. Talking to Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District, candidate for Senate, Republican candidate in the state of Indiana. What egg, what face? I've watched the Democratic Party move uh, for years. They don't ever get embarrassed by anything. Adam Schiff stated that he had the information cold about things Donald Trump was doing with Russia and never presented it. And that man, sir, still has his committee assignments. Isn't the egg on the face of Republicans who let people like uh, like Adam Schiff, who let people uh, like bigot Rashida Tlaib or bigot Ilhan Omar continue on committees? 
your uh, ire with the Republican Party is well deserved, but the public hearing in the Senate uh, uh, over both Mayorkas and Biden, I think, are very important. Very important for the American people to see it. You can't you can't censor that. It's public and transparent in a way that. Uh, all of the, all of this hasn't been as the mainstream media covers up for Joe Biden, as they censored the everything from the Hunter Biden laptop to the abuses of power since Joe Biden has been in office and what they've done to destroy this country by opening the border. That all becomes part of the public debate in a, in a hearing before the Senate. And I think it'll be, you know, of course, I'm not naive about this. The D- Democrats protect their own. They're not going to remove Mayorkas or remove Joe Biden, but at least they have to have a debate, a hearing about it, and they have to vote on it, and that's entered into the public record as we, um, as this as this country recognizes that we can't afford um, another year of Joe Biden, let alone another four years of the mess that they've created in this country. But I, I get it. I mean, your 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 frustration with the Republican Party, which has once again last night proven itself to be the stupid party, giving away yet another a seat in our majority to the Democrats after ousting George Santos, a big change of, of precedence in American history to oust a guy who wasn't even, who still yet today hasn't even been convicted of a crime. And we gave his seat away to Democrats because a few uh, New York Republicans couldn't explain why the guy was serving in Congress alongside them. Um, of course, that is, I mean, I understand your frustration, your ire with the Republican Party. It's well-deserved. But those public, transparent hearings about Mayorkas and Biden and those impeachment hearings, I think, are very important. But this is this is really the conversation, sir. How does this turn into winning? When you talk about George Santos being removed and Democrats never remove anybody, and then you have the former congressman uh, in in that area of New York, Democrat Tom Susie, uh, winning the seat, a very, very close race. Um, you know, uh, you have Speaker Johnson saying, hey, they spent $15 million. They had a known name. We had no, someone you never heard of before, and we made them spend money. This isn't the worst thing in the world. But it is a pretty bad thing. When we take a look at the impeachment of Mayorkas, has there been a conversation, a real political conversation of here's how it hurts us, here's how it helps us, is this the best decision to make? Uh, I believe it's important. I, I, I believe that uh, politically and for the sake of our country, impeaching the cabinet secretary who is most responsible for destroying this country with a wide open border that's a that's a a, 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 pre, a, a well uh, well well precedented vote that we cast last night to to impeach him, but that trial and that public very public hearing in the Senate that will get a lot of attention over what's going on there. I, I just I just think it's really important, Tony, and, and do and the same with President Biden. The reason that we have to impeach President Biden is that so no president in the future can ever look back and say Joe Biden got got away with that type of corruption with his family profiting from our foreign adversaries selling access to his dad, the senator, vice president, president of the United States of America. There, there needs to be a marker planted in the ground and say, that's wrong, that's corrupt, that shouldn't happen, and that's why we should impeach him for it. Let me uh, move a little bit to the words of Speaker Mike Johnson. Humanize Mike. Sorry about that. Uh, Speaker Mike Johnson stating quite clearly that when it comes to the Senate aid package, the 90-plus billion dollars for Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan, he will not be jammed into voting for this thing. Disregarded the laws Congress has passed. 
But, but much more has to be done, of course, to secure the border. And what the Senate produced this week is silent on that issue. Senator McConnell and I have spoken about this in frank sessions, and let me be clear here again this morning. The Republican-led House will not be jammed or forced into passing a foreign aid bill that was opposed by most Republican senators and does nothing to secure our own border. It's time for Washington to start showing some love to Americans. On Valentine's Day, this is a good day to point this out. You need to listen to the American people and their needs and take action. And that's why House leadership will continue to govern with Americans' interests at heart. So he's saying that the $95 billion passed by the Senate, aid that I'm in favor of, because I do believe in supporting Ukraine with bullets. I do believe in supporting uh, uh, Israel with, with, with missiles. I just don't think that this should be looked at as a jobs package. And when Democrats do that, like Representative Crow and others, I find it despicable. But he is saying that the House will not vote on this until there is border legislation. Am I hearing him correctly? Yes, and I I, I couldn't be happier with uh, Mike Johnson's leadership on this on this note. No no more money for Ukraine, and you can I, I understand your position on Ukraine, Tony, but it betrays the American people when we have a wide open southern border. We haven't funded the wall. We haven't secured the border. But now we're into hundreds of billions of dollars that we've sent to Ukraine to take care of their, those issues without taking care of our own. And, and Mike Johnson is unequivocal in it. And, and House Republican majority, we stand, we, we stand on the side of the speaker with securing the border first before we focus on the Ukraine issue. This, this bill that passed out of the Senate is $62.3 billion for Ukraine. Uh, out of the $95 billion, not a cent for our own southern border, another $14 billion for Israel, which is really important. And the House has passed aid to Israel over to the Senate. They haven't taken it up with offsets to, to pay for it um, because they, they, they are so religiously focused on Ukraine without focusing on putting America first, bankrupting our own country without securing our own border and the House Republican, the House Republican majority, even at this point with a two-seat Republican majority, we stand unified and firmly against those efforts to uh, that, that that don't do anything for America but help uh, other countries instead. Before I, I let you go, sir, uh, a question about your Senate race. You're a candidate for Senate in the state of Indiana, a Republican, uh, and you're, you want to be the Republican nominee. And there's been a very large back and forth about somebody running against you and whether they can be on the ballot. Uh, John Rust and whether he has a, actual eligibility and it's in front of the, the Indiana Supreme Court uh, right now. Uh, regardless, uh, there are ads that run on my home radio station, WIBC in Indianapolis, that specifically discuss the border. And from those ads, you would think that you, Jim Banks, are personally driving illegal immigrants across the border and teaching them how to destroy America and giving Trump the finger on the wall. This is... Go ahead. No, you go ahead, sir. These ads are completely false. And the more people will learn about John Rust... My uh, prospective opponent, the more they won't buy into anything the guy says. I mean, they're they're complete lies. I mean, this is the reason that Donald Trump has endorsed me over him and told him to to back off and and quit using his names in ads because John Russ is a lifelong Democrat. He voted for Obama Biden. He he's he's not a a Republican conservative 
uh, fighter for our country, he's been on the side of the Democrats for most of his life. And that's why he wasn't that's why he had to sue the state to strike down the laws to be eligible to get his name on the ballot because he's a Democrat. Um, he should be running as a Democrat, not a Republican. So my, my record speaks for itself. Strong on the border, strong on national security, strong fiscal conservative pro-life uh, leadership in the House of Representatives. I led the largest conservative caucus in the House, and I'm running for the Senate because the Senate needs more conservatives who are going to put America first and uh, fight for this country, put put the interests of this country over the interests of other countries around the world. That's what I'm, that's what I'm going to do when I get to the Senate and fight alongside uh, President Trump to get it done. Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District, I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. So what is this threat that Chairman Mike Turner is talking about from the House Intel Committee? I don't know. Is this about Russia having some level of uh, new capacity, new growth in weapons? Or is this about hypersonics? What is uh, what is this about? I don't know. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. What I do know is that this is going to be the talk of the town. And if this is nothing more than a tool to try and get the House to pass uh, funding Ukraine and, and Israel, well, that shouldn't work. I'm not opposed to funding them, but you got to do the border first. Do the border first. No matter what the threat, the threat is on the southern border, and that threat has to be dealt with first. I didn't know why we would think of it in any other way. Find everything at TonyCats.com tomorrow, everyone. Take care.